Good evening, everybody. My name is Sean Bianco, and welcome to At the Opera, where every Saturday night I bring you an opera cover to cover, followed by opera potpourri. Well, I'm back. I was with you this morning and early afternoon for the opening of the Metropolitan Opera Radio broadcast season. That was a lot of fun. And I'll be with you through the Met season. But tonight, as always, Saturday nights is at the opera. And tonight's feature opera, Jacques Offenbach's La Belle Hélène, a wonderful tongue-in-cheek story about Helen of Troy. It's uh, not very long, and it is absolutely delightful. And I think maybe that word delightful is perhaps overused when describing the music of Jacques Offenbach, but you know what? I don't care. It is absolutely delightful. <laughs> so you're going to love it. And um, Mark Minkowski, the conductor of the Musicians of the Louvre. Now, why he decided to name his organization Musicians, a chorus of Musicians of the Louvre, and he was referring to the Louvre Museum, um, I've been unable to find why he named his organization that. Yes, the Louvre is one of the most incredible places of art in the world, and maybe he was just pulling on that inspiration for naming his musical organization. His orchestra is considered one of the best in the world. Uh, he is an incredible conductor of impeccable taste, um, does not enter into any musical project lightly. And uh, this recording that we're going to hear tonight from 2001 stars as Helen Felicity Lott. And I'll be talking about her career during the break. Thank you, by the way, to everybody who called in last week during the uh, end of your fun drive. Thank you very much. Your support is always appreciated. Thank you for all the well wishes and emails as well. And thank you for the cards that are starting to come in every around every time this year, uh, the Christmas season. Um, I began getting cards and letters and thank yous of the end. Of, so thank you so much. It's always nice to come into the station and, and go to my mailbox and goes, oh, look, more cards. Yay. <laughs> it lets me know that you're out there and that you appreciate what I do. So I really appreciate it. And I hope that everyone has a nice, uh, wonderful, healthy, and safe holiday. Um, and also out there on the road, be careful. This weather is crazy. Coming into the station Today, um, the winds were amazing, so just be careful out there if you're driving. But if you're snuggled up at home right now and the wind and the rain are coming in, just like winter is supposed to do, uh, I hope you enjoy the opera. And again, it's lighthearted, very tongue-in-cheek, and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, for our opener for Potpourri tonight is going to be a selection recording of from DeRozan Cavalier by Richard Strauss, starring uh, Regine Crespan, Elizabeth Soderstrom, and Hilda Guden, uh, with Silvio Varviso conducting. That'll be uh, later in the program, recording from 1965, and I'm going to kind of use that as a bit of uh, opera potpourri tonight, and some other potpourri as well. And next week I'm doing Carmen, so a lot of good music coming up. Okay, well, all that being said, let's just get moving right into the opera tonight, La Belle Helene by Offenbach, this opera premiered um, December 17th, 1864, which was only seven days away from that anniversary. And it was well-received, and it went throughout the world, and it's still considered uh, an opera in the standard operatic repertory to this day. Um, I'm not saying it's done as often as, say, Bohem or Carmen or Traviata or something like that, but it is still performed. One of the librettists for this opera uh, Ludwig Alevi, who was the composer for La Juive, one of my favorite operas of all time, 
So he was uh, a very accomplished librettist and composer. And uh, in 1864, Offenbach was well-established as the leading French composer of operetta. Now, the word operetta technically means a work of music, often comic in nature, where there is both sung conversation and, of course, sung music because it's an opera, but also spoken dialogue. So that can also occur, like, for instance, uh, Merry Widow by Franz Lehár, or uh, Mouse by Johann Strauss, Jr. Those are very popular operettas, and they also contain spoken dialogue along with the music. Uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this recording. It is a, uh, it's fun, and you're going to hear a lot of names of uh, mytho- mythological uh, characters that you've heard before, just maybe in quite not quite in this context. It's, this takes place before the Trojan War in Sparta. Paris, son of Priam, arrives with a letter from the goddess Venus to the high priest Calchas commanding him to procure for Paris the love of Helen, promised him by Venus when he awarded the prize of beauty to her in preference to Juno and Minerva. Paris arrives disguised as a shepherd and wins three prizes at a contest of wit, outrageously silly word games, with the Greek kings under the direction of Agamemnon, whereupon he reveals his identity. Now, Helen, who was trying to settle after her youthful adventure and aware of Paris's backstory, decides that fate has sealed hers. Well, the Trojan prince is crowned victor by Helen to the disgust of Achilles, now, Paris is invited to a banquet by Helen's husband, uh, Melanus, uh, the king of Sparta, and Paris has bribed Calchas to prophesize that Melanus must at once proceed to Crete, which he agrees to reluctantly under general pressure for those involved. So, again, you know, probably none of these events happened the way, or if they happened at all. No, they didn't. Um, This mythological tale brought into the context of a comic opera, of an operetta, and I think it's absolutely delightful. Um, Another opera that, uh, operetta that Offenbach did that I really enjoy is Orpheus and the Underworld, which I will bring to you um, as soon as I get my recording back. Hello, you know who you are. I let my recording, never lend your recordings to people who, who are too in love with opera. They may never give them back. Okay. Enough of that, though. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Okay, here we go. So in Act 1, Helen is Felicity Lott. Paris is Jan Baron. Melanus is sung by Michel Senecal. Agamemnon is sung by Laurent Nauri. Calchas is sung by Francois Leroux. Oreste is sung by Marie-Ange Torovich. And Achille is sung by Eric Houchet. The Musicians of the Louvre, direction under the direction of Mark Minkowski, in this Virgin Classics 2001 compact disc recording. All righty.
There's an opera. I just haven't done it that often. And I don't know why, but there's so many operas. But we're going to hear it tonight. So there you go. Here is Act One of Jacques Offenbach's delightful and bubbly, it's a lot of fun, La Belle Helene, the beautiful Helen, of course, Helen of Troy. Here we go. Enjoy. Thank you. 
tous ces bouquets nous encombrent, sinistres offrandes. Il est loin le temps béni des tas de bœufs fumants et des entrailles de moutons. Et quant aux dieux, ils s'en vont. À tous, Seigneur, voyez Vénus. Oui, merci, je sais. J'ai vu dans les échos de Citer la courbe des offrandes du mois passé. Scandaleux Il doit faire des affaires, l'augure des Vénus. Évidemment, il en a pour elle. C'est depuis le concours du mont Ida, depuis qu'elle a vaincu Minerve et Junon grâce à ce berger, ce Paris. Et sous les yeux de Jupiter, notre père, qui maintenant est dans une de ses baisses. Trop de fleurs, amis, trop de fleurs. Ce n'est plus un sacrifice, c'est un terre-flora. Une déesse Non, presque. Enfin bref, il y a un pépin. La journée sera chaude. L'anniversaire. L'anniversaire. La fête d'Adonis. Ce jour, Vénus, filant le secourir, déchira ses petits pieds et de son sang colora les roses qui n'étaient que blanches avant l'événement. Oh, cette histoire est d'un poétique À propos, tu porteras ce bouquet à la petite Mégara, celle qui tient le magasin Hercule près du temple de Bacchus. Oh, trop de fleurs Tristes offrandes Sinistres offrandes Tais-toi La journée commence. Voici venir la plus belle moitié de Sparte, les pleureuses d'Adonis, guidées par notre splendide souveraine.
Grenada. Mais j'ai sacrifice. Le sacrifice attendra. Qu'est-ce qu'il y a encore Voyons. Il y a... Vous allez dire que je suis folle comme l'autre fois. Rien, jamais. Le respect. <rire> L'histoire du mont Ida. J'y pense sans cesse. Ce bois, ces déesses, cette pomme et ce berger. Oh, ce berger. Vous n'avez pas eu de nouveaux détails Non, reine, désolée. Bon, euh, le sacrifice... Oh, Calcas, dites-moi, redites-moi. Pour remercier ce berger, Vénus lui a promis l'amour de la plus belle femme du monde. Oui Oui Oui, je vous dis, c'est officiel. Et la plus belle femme du monde... C'est vous. Taisez-vous, taisez-vous. C'est elle, par mon père, toujours elle. Elle Qui elle la fatalité, la fatalité qui vit près de moi. Ça, au moins, c'est vrai. Bien, grande reine. Ma naissance, Calcas, mon hérédité, vous la connaissez. Ce signe trinqué par un aigle que les deux sauvins dans ses bras. Ce signe, c'était mon père. Comment voulez-vous que je sois une femme ordinaire Asseyez-vous, Calcas. Aidez-moi. Vous qui connaissez les égarements de ma jeunesse. Après tous ces naufrages, j'avais cru arriver au port. C'était Ménélas. J'ai tout fait pour l'aimer, tout, tout, tout. Je n'ai pas pu, hélas. Je n'ai pas pu. Quand on ne peut pas, on ne peut pas. Qu'est-ce qu'il va devenir Dieu, j'aurais tant aimé une vie calme et bourgeoise à Mytilène. Pourtant, c'est Vénus qui ordonne. Et la fatalité, la fatalité C'est une excuse. C'est toi, en tant qu'Alcas, le peuple qui m'accuse et qui, suivant mon char, immense et belle foule, crie, ça, ça n'est pas une reine, c'est une poule. Une poule Est-ce ma faute à moi si je suis la fille d'un oiseau Non, bien sûr. Mais rentrez, rentrez, grande reine. Voici venir Oreste. Oh, mon chou de neveu. Oui, et assez mal accompagné. Ces deux familles, les Atrides, il est sans doute avec Parthénis. Elle n'est pas vilaine, cette Parthénis. Il n'y a vraiment que ses filles pour s'habiller comme ça. Yeah. 
de vingt ans à la tête blonde, un berger viendra. Au nom de Vénus qui sortit de l'onde, Calcas l'entendra. À ce doux berger dont Vénus proclame le goût merveilleux, Vénus a promis la plus belle femme qui soit sous les cieux. Lorsqu'en paraîtra la divine Hélène, fille de Léda, Calcas au berger montrera la reine en disant Voilà, voilà. C'est vous, Paris, le fils du roi Priam, le frère du grand Hector, mais vous savez qu'on parle de vous partout, les télés, les journaux, les oracles, partout. Alors c'est vous, ce jugement. Eh oui, c'est moi. Donc vous avez vu la déesse Comme je vous vois. Enfin. Et ça ne vous embêterait pas de... De quoi De me donner un petit aperçu. <rire> mais pas du tout, monsieur. Écoutez l'aperçu. Ô Marie de Troyes, ce qu'elle est dans un bois, elle disait cette princesse la plus belle de nous trois.
nous ordonne, j'obéirai. Mais oracles et moi sommes à votre service. Faut-il vous présenter tout de suite à la reine Oui, mais sans dire qui je suis. Lorsqu'on paraîtra la divine Hélène, fille de Léda, Calcas au berger mon corps à la reine, en disant, voilà étranger. Sa profession Berger. Berger Heureuse les bergères, si ce n'est qu'un berger. Mais laisse-nous donc, Calcas, je vais l'interroger. Puisque Vénus ordonne, c'est la fatalité. Pourquoi suis-je troublé ainsi Pourquoi Jeune homme. Princesse Les dieux, parfois, s'amusent à se présenter sous un déguisement. Je ne suis qu'un mortel. Un berger. Un berger On, on m'a dit qu'il y aurait un concours. Je suis venu dans l'espoir de me faire remarquer. Par ta beauté. Par mon intelligence. Très beau de face. Merveilleux de profil. Superbe de trois quarts. Lève un peu la tête. N'ouvre pas la bouche. Voilà, comme ça. La vache, c'est beau, un beau berger. Va bah, ferme ta bouche. Oh, Vénus. Oh, j'oublie tout à t'admirer. Hmm. Quelle heure est-il 3h25. Tiens, j'ai deux heures et quart. 3h25 et la cérémonie qui va commencer. Reine, attention, le cortège. Il faut nous séparer. Je voudrais te revoir. Oh, vous me reverrez. Reine, voici les rois qui viennent. Allons cindre le diadème et remettre un peu d'eau, tu sais. C'est très tendance à ça. Le cortège de
se plie, de rien se plie, de rien se serre les deux âges, et de les deux âges, c'est vraiment plie, de rien se plie, de rien se serre les deux âges, c'est vraiment plie, de rien se plie, de rien se serre les deux âges. Je suis le bout, y'en a chez le bout, y'en a chez le bout, y'en a chez le peu, grand myrmidon, le myrmidon, combattant. Un contre mille grâce à mon plongeon Grâce au, grâce au plongeon J'aurai l'esprit bien tranquille, net et mon talon Je suis le bout, y'en a le bout, y'en a le bout, y'en a le, le grand myrmidon Le myrmidon Voici le bout, y'en a le bout, y'en a le bout, y'en a le bout, y'en a le bout, le grand myrmidon Voici le bout, le grand myrmidon Je suis les bouts de la reine, le bout de la reine, le bout de la reine, le roi Ménélas. Je crains bien qu'un jour il aille, qu'un jour il aille, qu'un jour il aille, je le dis tout bas. Ne me fasse de la peine, n'anticipons pas. Je suis les bouts de la reine, le bout de la reine, le bout de la reine, le roi Ménélas. Mon frère, veuillez donner lecture. Avec cœur. Mon premier, 
est le lac chez les voisins d'Albion. Mon deuxième, c'est vous ou moi. Mon troisième, quand cuit le poisson, empêche l'odeur du graillon. Le troisième, c'est hot. L'abrutissement n'est pas aussi complet qu'on pourrait croire. Mon quatrième est une rive où manque l'air absolument. Mon tout, par les chemins, s'en va comme le vent. C'est terminé. Eh bien, allez-y, jeunes athlètes. Anecdotique, maillotée, carotte, Qui a dit anecdotique Moi. Et pourquoi Anne d'abord, pourquoi le roi a dit c'est vous ou moi. Oh, ça vous allez un petit peu loin, hein C'est la deuxième syllabe, cher ami, pauvre garçon. Et qui a dit emmailloté Moi, mais je le retire. Ouais, eh bien si j'ai un conseil à donner à celui qui a dit carotte, c'est d'en faire autant. Mais pourquoi Enfin, il y a hôte dans carotte. Dans carotte, il y a hôte. Cherchons de plus malin. Personne Dire la charade. Jeune prétentieux Il est vrai qu'après des rois, ça ne fait pas. Bref, pas, vite, nous t'écoutons. Mon premier est le lac chez les voisins d'Albion. Lac Oui, 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 oui. Mon deuxième, c'est vous ou moi, homme. Oh oui, oui. Mon troisième, quand cuit le poisson, empêche l'odeur du graillon. Oh, tout le monde l'a dit Oui, eh bien, je t'attends au quatrième. Oh, il est bête, le quatrième, mais il n'est pas difficile. Une rive sans air. Yves. Locke, homme, hot, Yves. Locomotive Je l'ai trouvé Oui, locomotive, et c'est fort d'avoir trouvé ça 4000 ans avant l'invention des chemins de fer. Et c'est moi qui l'ai dit Achille, vous commencez à me Taisez-vous Le berger a gagné Vainqueur C'est mon vainqueur Fanfare Fanfare pour les polices Deuxième épreuve, Ménélas, lisez les rimes. Mais voici. C'est un peu facile. C'est pour un premier concours. Chaque fois, peine 3. Chaque fois, peine 3. Chaque fois, peine 3. Allons-y, les poètes. Enfonçons le berger. On redemande les rimes. Chaîne, poids, peine 3. Oh, moi, messieurs, c'est un quatrain. Toute chaîne a deux poids, toute peine en a trois. Vous comprenez, Ménélas Pas du tout. Mais c'est joli, c'est doux. Ça ne veut rien dire, mais c'est doux. Vous ferez école, Ajax. Oh, à moi Attachez-moi avec une grosse chaîne. Mettez-moi sur le dos une quantité de poids. Et malgré tout ça, je m'en irai sans peine jusqu'à toi. Ce ne sont pas des vers. Mais pourquoi oh, Si c'est toute une éducation, nous n'avons pas le temps. Ah, oh, c'est le roi Le berger Le berger Le berger Le berger Le berger On me redemande Yes oh, Laquelle parle grec Je consens Parle Et moi, je dis, quand on est deux, l'hymen est une chaîne, 
dont il est malaisé de supporter le poids. Mais on la sent en peser à peine quand on est trois. Merveilleux, délicieux Je n'ai pas tout compris, mais c'est bien tapé. À vous, berger, la couronne de laurier Je ne l'oublierai pas, non, 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 je ne l'oublierai pas. 
Goodness, what fun music. Oh, my goodness. That was the conclusion to Act One of tonight's feature opera, Jacques Offenbach's The Belle Helene, The Trials and Tribulations of Helen of Troy, to be so beautiful and so troubled at the same time. So at the end of that act, Paris, who is invited to a banquet by Helen's husband, Melanus, the king of Sparta, Paris has bribed Calchas to prophesize that Melanus must at once proceed to Crete, which he agrees to reluctantly do under general pressure from everyone around. And uh, yeah, that's the end of Act One. A lot of fun. And if you don't speak French, just roll with it. You know, it's these operettas, it's so good to hear the music in these in these seldom heard works. And one of the, you know, one of the side notes here when you hear operetta especially when it's in a language, whether it's German or French or whatever, that you don't understand. You kind of have to just listen to the characterization, the inflection of the voices. Listen, you know, read the synopsis so you keep up, and that's what I'm here for, to keep you guys up to date at what's going on. And it's just fun to hear this work in its entirety. A 2001 recording, Mark Minkowski, the director of the Musicians of the Louvre, Felicity Lott in the title role of Helen. My name is Sean Bianco, and this is At the Opera. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, Of course, this morning we had the live Metropolitan Opera broadcast season begin with the world premiere of The Hours by Kevin Putz, who's a Pulitzer Prize-winning composer. And, um, yeah, that was a very interesting performance, and I thought it was really cool. Uh, World premiere. And, you know, I'll be with you throughout the Metropolitan Opera Radio year. I'll be with you here every Saturday night from 8 to midnight with a great opera and opera potpourri. And, uh, yeah, and next week I'm doing Carmen, Bizet's Carmen, uh, for the feature opera. And then the week after that, which is Christmas Eve, my annual presentation of a mall in the night visitors in Puccini's La Boheme and my usual fare for the opera, Christmas opera potpourri that I play until midnight on the 24th.
on Christmas Eve. All righty, so let's talk just briefly. Oh, wait, I have to take care of business. Yes, sometimes I get ahead of myself and I forget that I have to be a, a diligent radio host. From Sacramento State, this is Capital Public Radio, 88.9 KXPR-FM and HD Sacramento, 91.7 KXSR, Groveland, Sonora, 88.7 KXJS, Sutter, and 90.9 KXJZ, HD2, Sacramento. The 8 o'clock hour of At the Opera with yours truly is made possible by Malcolm McHenry, who invites you to join him in supporting Cap Radio's commitment to opera on the air and in the community by making your contribution today. And speaking of contributions, thank you so much to everybody who called in last week during our end-of-year fund drive. I really appreciate all the calls and all the support for what we do down here at Capital Public Radio, and especially during the opera show. So thank you to everyone who called in and continue your support um, and your contributions and membership to Capital Public Radio. And you can always go online at capradio.org and click the Donate button or become a member. All righty, let's talk a little bit about um, our leading lady in this recording. Um, I, I've known the name um, Felicity Lott for many years. Dame Felicity Ann Lott, born 1947. She's now 75 years old. Um, born in England, uh, studied piano at the age of five, also studied violin, began singing at 12. She was an alumni of the Royal Holloway University of London, obtaining a BA in French and Latin in 1969. And uh, she went on for, after that, to the Royal Academy of Music. And uh, she made her debut in 1975. Now, this recording we're hearing tonight is in 2001. So that kind of gives you an idea how many years she's been singing before this recording. Her, her big role she was known for early in her career was Pamina in Mozart's The Magic Flute. And she made that premiere with the, the English National Opera back in 75. She appeared in Glyndebourne in 77. And um, she was associated with the works of Richard Strauss, especially the four last songs, the famous leader set by Richard Strauss, and also the roles of the Marshallin in De Rosencavalier and the Countess in Capriccio. She appeared in many operettas by Franz Lehár, The Merry Widow, Fledermaus, Offenbach's La Belle Helena, which we're hearing tonight, of course. Um, and she was a very uh, prolific recitalist in French and German leader. And the English song in her repertory as well, songs of Benjamin Britten. Um, she had a very long career, and she has accolades that just go on and on and on. She's won every award you can possibly imagine in the in the musical realm, um, and um, she has been. Um, she's married, by the way, to actor Gabriel Wolf, and they have a daughter, Emily. And um, yeah, and uh, Felicity Lott is uh, is still with us, living in uh, Gloucestershire, England at the age of 75. And uh, I don't think she sing she's singing anymore. Um, she may be teaching voice. I'm not sure. But an illustrious career, a lovely lady, and a delightfully fun voice and demeanor on stage. Um, she, Everyone who ever worked with her uh, on the stage says she was an absolute 
delight to work with, which is nice because sometimes a, a prima donna or a diva or whatever term you want to call uh, the leading soprano in an opera can sometimes be a little difficult, but all opera singers, not all, but a lot of opera singers have that tendency. It's a combination of insecurity, nerves, being in a very high-stress job. Being an opera singer is a very, very stressful um, occupation to go into, by the way. If you want to have a family, good luck. You know, you're traveling all over the world. You're gone six, seven months out of the year. And, um, and much to my dismay, I learned from an opera singer years ago about the divorce rate in the opera world. It's very high. And it's kind of like, you know, what if you think about what the great Italian soprano Renata Tabaldi did. She, very early on in her career, had to make a decision. She realized that she was not going to be able to be a wife and a mother and have a career. So early on, she decided not getting married. And she didn't. And she was single her entire life. But she married. She was married to her career. And a lot of opera singers do that. It's a huge commitment, both professionally, economically, and personally, um, to dedicate one's life to your entire career. Um, and that's all you do. Uh, because to make it in the opera world, you have to do that. You have to commit your whole being, your whole mind, your heart, your finances. Everything has to be dedicated to it. Otherwise, you won't succeed. You just won't succeed. So, um, but Felicity Lott was married and had a daughter, and that's great. Um, one of the people that was able to have a career and a family. It takes a special kind of person to pull that off, but uh, she obviously did. So we're hearing her tonight in the title role of Helen in uh, this recording from 2001, La Belle Helene by Jacques Offenbach and a whole bunch of other singers. Most of these singers I've never heard of before, except for the person singing um, Menelas, which is Michel Senecal. He's appeared uh, on many recordings that I've, that I've, uh, I've come across. And, uh, of course, the musicians and chorus of the Louvre, Mark Minkowski, the conductor on Virgin Classic CD. And again, if somebody out there can answer my question, can find out the answer to my question, why did Mark Minkowski name his organization the Musicians of the Louvre? Um, and it's and it's I looked it up online, and he it was deliberately, you know, the Louvre is a museum, and that's exactly what it's referring to in the title of, of the of his organization. But why he did that? And maybe somebody can find out. I couldn't find out why. I just thought it was naming your, your musical organization after a museum. Um, maybe it's just symbolic, symbolic of the great art that resides in the Louvre Museum. And he wanted to be associated with that same body of great art. And um, so who knows? Questions. I have questions and I need answers. All righty. Uh, let's get back to the opera. Yes, let's get back to tonight's feature opera, La Belle Helene by Jacques Offenbach. In Act Two, while the Greek king's party in Menelaus's palace in his absence, and the cat's away, you know, and Calchas is caught cheating at a board game, Paris comes to Helen at night after she sees off his first straightforward attempt at seducing her, he returns 
when she has fallen asleep. Helen has prayed for some appeasing dreams and appears to believe that this is one of them, and so resists him no longer. Melanus unexpectedly returns and finds the two in each other's arms. Helen, exclaiming, this was fate, this was fate, tells him that it was all his fault. A good husband knows when to come and when to stay away. Paris tries to dissuade him from kicking up a row over this, but to no avail. When all the kings join the scene, berating Paris and telling him to go back where he came from, he departs, vowing to return to finish the job. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we won't talk about what job was that. Okay, now, in this recording from two, <laughs> two, sorry, 2001, on Virgin Classics, Mark Minkowski conducting the chorus of the Louvre, Felicity Lott as Helen, Jan Biron as Paris, Michel Senecal as Melanus, Agamemnon as Laurent Nauri, Calcus as Francois Leroux, Orest is sung by Marie Ange Torovich. Here we go. Here is Act Two of tonight's feature opera, Jacques Offenbach's La Belle Helene, starring Felicity Lott. Enjoy.
Toilette. Please, madame. Dans une heure, vous aurez le jeu des rois. Loi. Et puis ce soir, le grand dîner dans la galerie. Je garderai cette toilette, c'est un vœu. Tous les vins ornements, tous les voiles me pèsent. Je voudrais une robe de bure pour m'emprisonner jusqu'au retour de mon mari. Eh bien, heureusement que tout le monde sait que madame est la plus belle femme du monde. Oh, Tais-toi. Ah, oh, fatale beauté. C'est le seigneur Paris, madame. Oh non, Bacchus, non, non, jamais. Je ne le recevrai pas, jamais, jamais. Oh, et puis, si, si, tant pis. Tout à l'heure, tu le feras entrer. Mais d'abord, laisse-moi. Je dois appeler ma mère. Longtemps Est-ce que je sais, moi Le temps qu'il faut à une fille pour appeler sa mère. Tu dois savoir ça. Laisse-moi. Yes, madame. Pauvre Ménélas. Oh, fatalité. Fatalité. Oh, mes parents, aidez-moi. Toi, mon père, tourne vers moi un bec favorable. Et toi, ma mère, inspire-moi. Oh, Vénus, pourquoi as-tu choisi notre famille Pourquoi m'as-je voir choisi moi pour faire tes expériences Thank <laughs> you. 
Je ne sais pas. Vous n'êtes pas très aimable. Vous m'en voulez. Non, je ne vous en veux pas. Écoutez, madame, la déesse m'a promis l'amour de la plus belle femme du monde, non Si. Vous avez résisté, alors je me suis dit, la plus belle femme du monde, ce n'est peut-être pas elle. Pas moi. Et qui vous plaisantez Ma sœur Clitemnestre avec son nez, la petite Grimaldi sur son rocher, ou cet imbécile de Pénélope qui ne sait parler que tissu ou tapisserie Non, madame, donc Donc Donc, c'est vous, puisque la déesse m'a promis... Oui 
Cher ami, écoutez-moi. Il y a trois moyens de séduire une femme. Oh oui D'abord l'amour. M'aimez-vous Non. Non Non. Bon. Ensuite, il y a la violence. Oh, la violence Tu n'oseras pas Quand même C'est ce que nous allons voir. Oh, au secours À l'aide, à moi Et le troisième moyen Le troisième moyen, madame, c'est la ruse. La ruse Oh, par mon père, je me suis bien défendue Bacchus
Un rêve, un doux rêve où je le vois, ce Paris que je fuis, ce Paris que j'adore. Oh, promettez, Calcas, promettez. D'ailleurs, si vous ne le faites pas, je ne vous aimerai plus. Madame Un songe, Calcas. Un songe. Pauvre petite femme. Elle est jolie. Elle est bien jolie comme ça. Enfin, Calcas, ta souveraine. Quoi Un esclave dans la chambre de la reine je te dis. Selon vos ordres, madame, j'ai doublé les esclaves. Plus bas, elle dort Alors venez. Mais je... La reine n'a pas besoin de vous. Elle est bien gardée. Tu crois Mais oui, bien sûr, venez, allons dîner. C'est la fatalité. Je la vois, elle dort le vent du soir, cadesse sa divine beauté. Mon abandon te valide la langoureuse ivresse de cette nuit d'été. Je resterai assis perdu dans ma tendresse jusqu'au lever du jour. Expirant à tes pieds, ô oh, ma douce princesse, Paris, près de moi, 
promis par quelqu'un Un rêve Mais bien sûr, chérie. Mais oui, 
Sonic, I'm a 
un esclave Vous avez fait bon voyage Oui, très bon. Mais cette esclave Jolie la crête, boisée, montagneuse, givoyeuse Oui, je vous dis Et la mer Bleue Mais par Minerve, c'est le seigneur Paris Zut Seul monsieur avec ma femme Chut Quoi chut Je ne me tairai pas, je veux qu'on m'entende Pourquoi, mon ami, les rois sont là, juste à côté Tant mieux Mais si vous faites du bruit, ils vont venir C'est ce que je veux Je veux que dans 4000 ans, on parle encore de cette histoire À moi, roi de la Grèce, à moi Qu'allez-vous faire Qu'allez-vous faire Entre les cognes, vos Tous les agréments 
Second act of Jacques Offenbach's La Belle Helene, recording from 2001, starring Felicity Lott, and conducted by Mark Minkowski on the Virgin Classics compact disc label 
lot of fun, fun music, familiar melodies from time to time that had been recycled throughout Offenbach's career. He was known for that. You would hear music that he wrote for one operetta, and then it might pop up in another one, or you'd hear it in a different form or maybe in a different key. Um, He was known to recycle his own music, uh, much in the way Rossini did. Uh, Nothing wrong with that as long as it's good. That was Act Two of La Belle Helene, tonight's feature opera, here on At the Opera with yours truly, as always, your obedient servant for opera, Sean Bianco. And from Sacramento State, this is Capital Public Radio, 88.9 KXPR-FM in HD Sacramento, 91.7 KXSR, Groveland, Sonora, 88.7 KXJS, Sutter, and 90.9 KXJZ, HD2, Sacramento. This hour of At the Opera with yours truly made possible by John and Lois Crow, who invite you to join them in supporting CAP Radio's commitment to opera on the air and in the community by making your contribution today. And once again, thank you so much for last week's end of your fun drive here on the Opera Show. Thank you, opera fans, for showing up and supporting this program. Next week's feature opera, Bizet's Carmen, starring Nicolai Guetta and Maria Callas, one of my favorite um, kind of off-the-beaten-path recordings. And I say that because um, people, when they look at the recording, they don't always think that that Maria Callas uh, and Nikolai Geta go very well together. But they do, in fact, go well together on this recording from back in the day, back in the 60s. Let's just keep moving along, shall we? Let's keep going. In Act 3, the kings and their entourage have moved away from their, uh, moved away for the summer season, and Helen is sulking and protesting her innocence. Venus has um, retaliated for the treatment uh, that was doled out to her protege Paris by making the whole population giddy and amorous to the despair of the kings. A high priest of Venus arrives on a boat explaining that he has to be, uh, that he has to take Helen and uh, away where she is to be sacrificed and uh, yeah, not a good, uh, not a good day for her. Melanus pleads with her to go with the priest, but she refuses, saying that it is she and he and not she who has offended the goddess. However, when she realizes that the priest, in fact, is Paris in disguise, she embarks, and they sail away together, living happily ever after. Oh, how silly! Oh my goodness. Felicity Lott as Helen Paris as Jan Buron, Melanos, Michelle Senegal, Mark Minkowski conducting the musicians of the Louvre. Let's just keep on going. Here is the third and final act of tonight's feature opera, La Belle Helene by Jacques Offenbach. It's going to be silly, but it's been silly up till now. All right, here we go. Enjoy.
Mais elle m'inquiète. Sainte patience. Mais dites-moi, qu'est-ce qui n'était pas un rêve Monsieur Madame Je suis venue à Nopli pour oublier, pour me distraire en me promenant au bord de la mer. Mais je n'avais pas prévu que je ne pourrais pas faire un pas sans voir votre figure Votre figure, monsieur, regardez-vous Et comprenez que vous m'agacez, m'excédez, m'insupportez Oui, ça je comprends. Mais ce que je ne comprends pas, c'est cette phrase, il y a huit jours. Il y a huit jours Il parle d'une chose qui s'est passée il y a huit jours Mais je ne sais plus, moi, monsieur Madame Oh, méfiez-vous, monsieur, méfiez-vous Princesse Vous ne pouvez pas savoir comme il est insupportable Je ne peux plus, moi Je veux une explication Il me la faut, maintenant N'oublie pas que c'est à moi que tu dois la couronne de Sparte Oui, merci mais si ça continue, cette couronne, je serai obligé de la tenir à la main, ne pouvant plus la porter sur ma tête. <rire> Très drôle N'est-ce pas Mais de quoi m'accusez-vous enfin À votre avis Très bien, vous l'aurez voulu. La vraie, je ne suis pas coupable, et ma foi, je n'y comprends rien. Il était adorable, roi des rois, ce prince troyen, depuis il était l'élève, et cependant j'ai résisté. Il se plaît si fort pour un rêve, il se plaît si 
pas pas d'une de longtemps Au lieu de mimer la pyrrique Qu'autrefois on nous enseigne Danse renomme, danse classique En tout lieu maintenant Voilà qu'on danse une chose excentrique Et sans nom qui ressemble à ça Ça ne peut pas durer plus longtemps Tu comprends, tu comprends Que ça ne peut pas durer plus longtemps Je comprends, je comprends Ça ne peut pas durer plus longtemps Je comprends, je comprends Ça ne peut pas durer plus longtemps Allons, imballez-vous Concurrence, c'est une honte 
Il bondit bien. Bon, quel casque quand vous aurez fini de bondir. Il y a du bon dans cette idée. Faut voir. Un autre augure Oui, et maintenant que les vents sont favorables, je pense que c'est lui qui accoste. Sombres et tristes, 
que le roi Ménélas fasse ce qu'il faudra. Cependant... Ben, il n'y a pas de cependant. Rien que du raisonnable. La reine devra seulement faire un petit voyage. Où, Où ça Sur une petite île là-bas. Très jolie. Citerre. Citerre Oui, elle viendra avec moi sur la galère et de sa main, elle sacrifiera sans génisse blanche à la déesse. Eh bien, voilà <rire> Et quand on demande des choses raisonnables... Qu'est-ce que je veux, moi Que tout s'arrange. Pour ça, il faut que la reine fasse un petit voyage et sacrifie sans génisse blanche. Tant mieux Bravo La reine fera ce voyage. Génie Très joli. Et si la reine ne veut pas Mais où est-elle donc, la reine La voici Yeah. 
And that was Act 3 of tonight's feature opera, La Belle Helene. We've just heard the three-act opera by Jacques Offenbach. A lot of fun, a parody regarding the Helen of Troy. Mark Minkowski conducted the Musicians of the Louvre from a 2001 EMI slash Virgin Records classic compact disc, Felicity Lott as Helena or Helen, Jan Buran as Paris, Michel Senecal as Melanus, Agamemnon, sung by Laurent Nauri. Calchas was sung by Francois Leroux. Orest was sung by Maria Ange Todorovic. And Achille was sung by Eric Houchet. 
Great recording, a lot of fun. Offenbach's operettas are a lot of fun. And like I said, even though if you don't speak French, when you hear a, a French operetta, or you don't speak German if you hear a German operetta, during the dialogue scenes, just let it roll over you. Just read about the, the play itself, you know, and listen to the delightful music. Um, but I think it's important that we still listen to these uh, great, great works of art. My name is Sean Bianco. This is At the Opera from Sacramento State. This is Capital Public Radio, 88.9 KXPR FM and HD Sacramento, 91.7 KXSR Groveland Sonora, 88.7 KXJS Sutter, and 90.9 KXJZ HD2 Sacramento. This hour about the opera with yours truly is made possible by Joel Karish, who invites you to join him in supporting CAP Radio's commitment to opera on the air and in the community by making your contribution today. We heard uh, the Met this morning, live Met broadcast of a world premiere, and we're going to be hearing Rigoletto next week, live from the Met by Verdi. Next week here on this program, we're going to be hearing Bizet's Carmen, with Nicolai Guetta and Maria Callas, great recording that I really enjoy. And um, if you always, if you have a suggestion for a recording or an artist or an aria or whatever you want out of me for this program, I will always acquiesce to your requests. Sbianco66 at yahoo.com, or you can always mail me a postcard or a letter to Capital Public Radio, 7055 Folsom Boulevard, Sacramento, California, 95826. Care of yours truly. Sean Bianco. All righty. Well, it's, you know, that time of the evening when usually I'm starting to fade, but I want to just absolutely mellow everyone out with some gorgeous, luxurious, romantic music by Richard Strauss. In 1965, uh, there was a wonderful recording of Strauss's De Rosencavalier with the Vienna State Opera Chorus and the Vienna Philharmonic under the direction of Silvio Varviso. In the cast, as the Marshallin was Regine Crespan, Octavian was Elizabeth Soderstrom, and Sophie was Hilda Guden. Luckily, uh, London, Decca, put out a fantastic CD of excerpts from that recording. Not the whole thing. We don't have time for the whole thing. And this is opera potpourri, after all. So um, let us listen to some gorgeous music from Strauss's De Rosencavalier starring Regine Crespan, Elizabeth Soderstrom, and Hilda Guden with the conductor Silvio Varviso in the Vienna Philharmonic, recorded back in 1965. This is Opera Potpourri. Enjoy.
And there was a lovely recording of highlights from Ricard Strauss's De Rosen Cavaliers, starring Regine Crespin, Elizabeth Soderstrom, and Hilda Guden, the Vienna State Opera Chorus in the Vienna Philharmonic, connected by Silvio Barbizo from the 1965 Decca recording. Just some of the most beautiful music ever written. The last romantic opera ever written, too, if you think about it, uh, when this opera premiered. And, of course, uh, right up there with Puccini's Turandot of 1926, um, certainly one of the very last of the romantic grand operas. And uh, certainly happy to have this recording from back 1964. From Sacramento State, this is Capital Public Radio, 88.9 KXPR-FM and HD Sacramento, 91.7 KXSR, Groveland, Sonora, 88.7 KXJS Sutter, and 90.9 KXJZ, HD2, Sacramento. This hour of At the Opera, with yours truly, made possible by Joel, by, um, no, we did that last time. Uh, is made possible by Joyce Ratner, who invites you to join her in supporting CAP Radio's commitment to opera on the air and in the community by making your contribution today. Well, we've, uh, we're getting down there. It's, it's, it's in that late hour. Probably many of you have gone to bed, so let's just hear some opera potpourri to take us up to midnight. Here's some more opera potpourri for your enjoyment. Here we go. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
and some lovely opera potpourri for your Saturday evening. Yes, it's um, amazing how quickly these evenings go by. So we heard, and let's, uh, let's make sure we're clear on who we heard there on that recording. One of my favorite um, go-to opera potpourri collections we had from Carmen, Teresa Berganza doing the Habanera, lovely piece. Cheryl Milnes before that, the Largo Factotum from the Barber of Seville by Rossini, great baritone, American baritone Cheryl Milnes. Before that, a very unusual version of Una Fativa Lagrima from Elixir of Love by Donizetti with uh, Italian tenor, or maybe it might be French. I always get confused if Roberto Alagna, I think he's French. He speaks Sicilian, though, I know that. Uh, Roberto Alagna recorded that, um, and it's, uh, it was in a lower key than usual, but still lovely. Uh, the Queen of the Night aria before that with Sumi Joe Mozart. Before that, we heard Que Suave Zeffiretto. Zeffiretto, that's how you say it. From The Marriage of Figaro by Mozart. Lucia Pop and Barbara Hendricks, lovely duet. We also heard Joan Sutherland and Carlo Bergonzi doing the drinking song from Verdi's La Traviata. And to begin that set, Marella Franey, my favorite soprano. Well, her and Zinka Milanoff. I think it's probably a close tie. Maria Collins is up there, too. Oh, goodness, I better not start. <laughs> oh, mio bambino caro from Chinese Kiki by Puccini. The great voice of Marella Franey. Well, there you have it. Um, once again, I have taken up your Saturday evening with great music. We heard uh, Offenbach, La Belle Helene, and we also heard um, a lovely set of music from Strauss's De Rosen Cavalier and some smattering of opera potpourri at the end. Next week, Bizet's Carmen with Nikolai Geta and Maria Callas, who, interesting enough, go very well together, vocally speaking. It's quite amazing. And uh, next week, live from the Met, I'll be here um, in the morning on Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, for a broadcast live from the Met of Verdi's Rigoletto. And that'll be next week. I'm your host this year again for the live Met broadcasts and hope you enjoy the morning broadcast and take an opera, opera break during the day and then come back to the opera show at night with yours truly. As always, your obedient servant for opera, Sean Bianco. If you have requests, sbianco66 at yahoo.com. Thanks for all the letters, all the well wishes, and um, thanks for just you being you and supporting this radio station. Thank you so much. Be back next week with Bizet's Carmen. Like I always say, don't work so hard, don't drive so fast, and as always, keep opera in your heart. Honey, put the kettle on. I'm coming home. See you next week, folks, with Bizet. And good night. <laughs>